0: Welcome to Why I Quit, a show that interviews people quitting their nine to five jobs in search of something different. Listen to inspiring conversations where we dive deep into the stories of why people quit their jobs. What were the hardest parts? Where are they now? And any advice for people following the same path? I am so excited to introduce Brian Taylor as this week's guest on Why I Quit. Listen as Brian discusses how he never had a nine-to-five, and he dove straight into starting his own digital marketing agency called Goldiata. Learn as he speaks about how he taught himself about the services that he could sell to potential clients, and how he is learning on the fly of how to run a business. Get inspired hearing how he's been able to scale his agency to four employees, exceed his own expectations, and begin to focus on his personal goals as well. Hey, Brian, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah man. Tell me a little bit about your schooling and you know what that what that led to from there.
1: I graduated with a degree in marketing, but what I always tell people like cuz I do like this mentorship for high school students on the side, grew up and I was always a football player first and it was like student second. So even though I majored in marketing, I really kind of majored in football. <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of the the background and I would say like for the most part, even though like I have a major in marketing, it's interesting because all of the stuff that we do at our firm is like not what they necessarily teach you in school. It's all the stuff where I was like signing up for these random online courses and things like that. And like leveraging credit cards to learn different things like.
0: When you're in school going for this marketing degree, Do you envision that you're going to be jumping into a marketing firm, kind of going for a full-time job? Or do you have entrepreneurial mindset at this point? You know, where's your head at?
1: can't remember if I told you, like, my my full, full story. Because I really did stumble ass backwards into, like, being an entrepreneur. So my senior year of college, I got kicked out of school two weeks before graduating from college. Like, right at the finish line, got kicked out of school. And due to circumstances related to getting kicked out of school, I went through a whole process, essentially, of just like needing to go to counseling, et cetera, and just learning more about myself. So when I was about to graduate from school, I had no direction of where in the world I was going. I figured I could just take a job somewhere because I have a marketing degree, but I didn't really have a clear path or vision for where I was going. So being kicked out of school, needing to go to counseling, it actually really set me straight in terms of realizing what was important to me and all that sort of stuff. And it seemed like because I had a couple internships during that lay away from school, I eventually went back and graduated, where I was just kind of seeing what was possible. And I realized that at that moment, really starting the business was a way to make an impact in terms of... You know, just really being able to have a team that you can train and mold clients that you can help grow their businesses from A to B. And then, like I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, just having the free time or the flexibility to be in a higher level of authority, so to speak, when I do mentor and teach these students to say, I do X, Y, and Z in my job.
0: At this time, are you, do you have a vision of what you want the business to be? Or are you just in a mindset of, I need to make a living. So I'm going to figure out whatever I can do to make money.
1: Definitely the latter. And it's funny because I was sharing with the team some of my original like documents when I first started the company. And right now we do all digital. So like advertisements, online, uh, SEO, those sort of things. And when I first started, I thought I wanted to do what Paul Bianco does in design, branding, logos, uh, mission statements. And then I quickly found out in business, I was like, I don't have any of these skills, so I can't actually provide these services for people.
0: How did you stumble upon like the digital marketing side of it? Did you take a course and learn how to do it? Was it, you know, were you just, you know, on YouTube, did you like get an education from college that taught you how to do it? Or did you just think you could figure it out?
1: I think it comes from two different areas. The first being uh, when I had that marketing internship, Before I left, it was a a small five-person woman-owned shop. And I asked the woman, I was like, I want to do what you do. Like, how do you do this? And she didn't give me any sort of technical advice. She was just like, just dive into the deep end and start swimming. And so that was one piece of advice. So I really did just start saying yes to every project, even though I had no idea what I was doing. But also I was fortunate enough, like looking back now, where my – first ever job as an entrepreneur, I was getting paid $75 per month by a real estate agent. And this real estate agent just happened to have my back in the sense of he was like, Hey, you know, if you really want to grow your business, you should probably start learning like Facebook advertising and stuff. And he shared access to his online training program about Facebook ads, which got me started in the, the whole mindset of, Oh, this is an opportunity. And then, you know, I don't know if you're aware, but there's a whole digital marketing underground. So like once you start to slip into somebody's course, all of the other digital marketing gurus are sending you messages. So then I started having that eyes wide open of like, oh, SEO is a thing, email marketing is a thing, and started really seeing what was possible.
0: What's your confidence level in terms of growing a business and making it successful? Are you in the mindset that if you work hard enough, you can make it work? Are you terrified or, you know, what are you you feeling at at this moment?
1: I felt confident that I was going to make it work. I didn't know how I was going to make it work, but I think I was set up in a good position in some ways by not having had a job yet and being freshly graduating from college in the sense of, you know, that's a question people often ask is, would you rather start your business right away with knowing nothing or with you're 30 and you might have some assets. And I think one of the advantages I had starting out fresh was that I had nothing to lose. Like I already lived at home with my parents. I didn't have like children or a rent or anything like that to pay if I did not bring the bills in. So it was more of, I'm just delaying how long I'm an adult living at home. Like that was my downside. So thankfully I didn't have a, a huge, crazy risk that would have made me fearful. So I really just felt like determined to get out of the house. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to make this business work so I can get out of this basement and live on my
0: own. And so as you're getting started in the beginning, I know something that you hear from entrepreneurs a lot is that it's always so much harder that they than they expect in terms of you know, how long it takes to spe- hit specific sales goals or just like growing pains of like growing the business itself. You know, what was your expectation of what you thought it was going to be versus like the reality of what it actually was? I quickly realized
1: how much money you have to make to really be making money. So uh, especially early on in are consistently investing, you know, and I was consistently investing in whatever new courses or. We needed certain programs to deliver people services. So especially in those early stages where each of my contracts was only like $1,000 here, $2,000 there, whatever it was, I was quickly just reinvesting what I was getting paid into being able to, like, know the things I need to know to build the business. So it definitely took much longer because you compound that whole money in, money out with not knowing what in the world you're doing. So you're, at least in my particular circumstance, we were trying to provide every service because we didn't know where our sweet spot was. So that was one thing that I would say, like, I did not know that was really holding me back was I was trying to fulfill people who wanted social media posts, people who wanted social media advertisements, people who wanted logos, people who wanted websites. And yes, you think you can do it all early on and you just cannot do it all.
0: And so as you are trying out different things and growing the business, is there a specific moment when you're like, I have something here? Like this is there's a business like was there a specific client, a specific sale or just like a moment in general when you're like, "Okay, I'm on to something. And, you know, it's time it's time to keep doubling down and growing this.
1: I can't pinpoint a moment, but I would say whenever I had to hire my first intern, Alyssa was one of those things where that was the biggest decision I had to make in terms of, you know, like I mentioned, being at home and not having a whole lot of risk. Bringing on that first person was my first big risk of like, man, if I cannot pay the bill for this person, this is going to be really insane and crazy so that was really the moment when i knew i was onto to something i wouldn't say it was like i won a project but i had gotten to that threshold of busyness and revenue where i needed to bring somebody else in and in order to feel comfortable with making that step I would say like, I had to feel really comfortable about like, I'm on to something.
0: Obviously you had internships before, but you didn't have like a full-time nine to five, especially as you start hiring new people. Did you have a specific goal or mindset of like how you wanted to build the business? You know, do you think because you didn't have a nine to five that actually gave you a different perspective of like wanting to build it in a different way? Or like, how did you think about that? a whole lot of
1: diving in the deep end and starting to swim i would say literally even right now today i have employees and i'm very honest with them about this but like i don't know what i'm doing some of the times in terms of like i i don't know paychecks like work holidays like oh i forgot like you guys are supposed to get off like they have to remind me a lot of the times about these hr things because i haven't (laughs) gone through them so i would really say it has been a lot of just like fso like figure shit out and having mentors who I can kind of like check with and make sure I'm doing the, the correct things.
0: We deal with that too. At the same time, it's like once you start adding people, you're you're changing the business from running it for just you versus like running it with other people. And what are some of the harder parts with that process with you, especially as you've like grown outside of yourself?
1: I think one of the biggest challenges of like not having had a job before and then now being in charge of employees is that I treat them too well because I don't know what the basis is. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I will explain exactly what I mean with this. So when it comes to, like, salaries, days off, and all those sort of things, I have no gauge. I have nothing to, like, benchmark of, like, this is the expectation and here's what's going on. So when I first hired my first two employees and was trying to figure that out, I spoke to my friend, Bree, who works a nine-to-five job. And I said, Bree, I'm giving them X salary. I'm giving them Y days off. Like, I have no idea. Is this good? She's like, you're overpaying them by so much money. They have no experience. But like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm just doing what I would feel comfortable giving myself, you know? So <laughs> it's it's been interesting. We'll put it like that.
0: It's really interesting that you have this perspective of, you know, not having a nine-to-five in the past. And so you can, you know, kind of build this corporate company culture, the way that you want to do it, do you have, you know, goals or priorities that you want to focus on in terms of like, when you bring on employees or like the type of, you know, kind of like work week and workplace you want to build? So the,
1: the main thing that I tell every new person when they come on is two things, like one, I have no expectations and I don't mean that in like a bad way. I'm like, just, just show up and work hard and like that's it if you do that every single day i'm totally fine with your effort and then the second one is always be a human first and work is second so just making that abundantly clear to them that if you show up at 10 o'clock instead of nine o'clock because you had xyz circumstance i'm not going to be upset about that or if you need to work at home because you need to take care of your nieces or whatever situation that is like Just making it abundantly clear to them that I am much more concerned that they are in a good spot with their mental well-being than what they're performing work-wise. And I think that has created a very natural, strong culture of everybody wanting to support everybody through whatever it is they're going through.
0: I want to circle back a little bit of... You know, I think something that a lot of people struggle with when starting a business is that you're trying to get those initial sales, right? So you're saying yes to everything, but then you kind of realize, you know, what you're good at and what you're not good at. So talk to me about how you were able to narrow that down from everything that you were taking into the beginning to really focus on kind of like the the core niche of where your business is today. I can give you the
1: 2022 Brian answer, but I want to think back and when it first started needing to change, what that was like. But as I'm kind of thinking about that, the interesting thing now is that I say no to like 90% of like the inquiries that come in, which is like the complete opposite of how things were before. I think it originally started by just starting to realize what I really disliked doing. And naturally what I really disliked doing, it just happened to be the least profitable things. So, for example, I just really did not like doing social media posting. Largely because I'm not really even on social media myself. So then when it came to like, man, like I got to put together like 30 days of content to like send to this person and like they really care about it, but I don't care about it. So it was starting to realize the things like my heart really wasn't in, I would say was like the initial thing that really started having me laser in that focus. And I would say the second progression of that was then realizing what people can do better than I can do. So once I started axing out social media, the next thing that we still do largely because I guess like I'm the visionary of it, so to speak, but like the website component of it, just realizing that there are people out there who can build them faster, build them better than what I was doing. So that ended up being one of the things that we kind of handed off. And then now in 2022 version, it's recognizing like the operational efficiencies that need to be in place. So starting to see, and it's wild for me to like be at this point, I'll say that frankly, I still don't understand, but starting to realize like organizational inefficiencies of like, man, like Jordan, it's taking you like four hours to do this thing. Like what is going on here? Like Haley, like what is going on? And then recognizing that, you know, what we were talking about earlier this week is like a problem might be right here, but really the problems further up the stream that's causing what you're seeing So realizing like, oh, these types of clients and these types of projects are the reasons that we're having these bottlenecks. So that's the 2022 realization of clients that make sense and don't make sense.
0: Yeah, I wanna circle back from the business to you personally a little bit in terms of, I know a lot of times as a founder, you know, it's it's tough to find a work-life balance, you know, especially in a services type business where any hour that you're not working is potentially dollars that you're taking out of your pocket. So, what has that experience been like in terms of like growing a services business while, you know, trying to find a work-life balance as well? The the first
1: way I'll answer it is that I'm still working on that consistently. Uh, Right now, there's literally, like, groceries all behind this computer because right before this podcast episode, I came in with groceries. And then work today was challenging because I've been trying to get back into exercising, which then throws off your energy levels, while at the same time trying to make sure I socialize with my friends on the weekends so I'm not resting on the week, so on and so forth. So I think the work-life thing is always a consistent balance where, you know, if you're trying to put water in, like, a jug, You know, water's going to spill out if you just keep pouring in it. Like, you have to keep trying to find it. But I think the second thing that I find inspiration from is realizing when you're first trying to kind of climb the mountain and get where you're going, that your life has to be imbalanced, in a sense. And you can debate me on that. It's fine. I understand. But, like, I read different biographies, and it seems to highlight that same point where you can look at someone like Kevin Hart today and he's extremely successful and he's kind of like lounging or whatever. And you read his biography and it's like, he was driving to New York and then he drove to Philly and he did five shows a night. And like all this craziness that the person is going through to get to where they're going. So I do think there is a little bit of, especially as an entrepreneur before you get to a plateau, so to speak of stability, there has to be a little bit of imbalance.
0: As you are growing the business and getting it more stable have your priorities changed in terms of like what you value in terms of you know how much you're working how much time you have to exercise how much time you have to spend with your friends like how has your priorities changed over time
1: it's been crazy because it's a lot like the hierarchy of needs you know where like you just like have to eat first and then you get to the next one and then like the top is like self actualization and that's kind of what i'm experiencing now where I'm thankfully at a point now where I've hit the plateau, so to speak, or like the base where I'm comfortable and I can kind of like peek my head around a little bit to see what's going on. So the priorities have changed tremendously from, you know, just starting out. It was like $10,000 per month was like my goal. So you call it a $100,000 business. And it was all monetary related because I realized like in order for me to get pay rent, In order for me to pay the employees, like, I need X amount of dollars. Now, again, thankfully, we're in a very good position where my priorities have completely changed. And instead of it being money first to fuel the lifestyle, it's improving my lifestyle should improve the business and generate more revenue. So, for example, in order for me to have more time to go to the gym, I need to spend less time at work. In order to spend less time at work, we need to put these efficiencies or we need to hire somebody else. So that's really how it shifted is like, I want to eat better. I want to start reading and realizing that means I need to cut down work. And in order to cut down work, we'll naturally probably become a better organization. That's the way I'm kind of seeing it.
0: And talk to me uh, about that a little bit more. Like I'm super fascinated about that concept of I think sometimes when you step away from work, and you, you can get a clearer mind in terms of, hey, where are some of these efficiencies or, you know, where are some ways that we can improve the business? What did it take for you to get to that point? Was it having more time that gave you a different overview of the business that allowed you to, like, pinpoint those things? Or, like, what was it that helped you get to that point? That's a
1: great question because it's been relatively recent. And what really is helping me answer this question is... While I did not finish, I went nine straight months last year of like a future Brian video. So what I mean by that is like at the beginning of every month, I would say like, hey, here's what's going on in my life right now so that I can like go back and like watch those videos. And it's fascinating because January of 2021, my goal was still like, all right, by the end of this year, I'm going to have us on a trajectory to make like $2 million basically. and. Over the course of the year, it shifted. And by like June, July, I was like, you know what? Screw this whole money thing. Like, I don't really need it. (laughs) So I think what started to happen was I started to achieve some of those primary goals that I had initially set for myself. So I finally got out of the house. I was finally able to not just pay my bills, but be able to invest a little bit of money. So I started hitting some of these points where... I started getting comfortable, so to speak, and I felt like, yes, more money would be great, but realistically, if everything just stopped where I am right now, I would be very happy. And I think that was the point I got to where my goals started to shift from more, 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 more to let me just live a better life.
0: Something that I ask everyone on this is, is there a piece of advice that you wish you knew before you went through this process of, you know, starting the business or people that are in similar shoes? What is the piece of advice you think would be helpful for them as they're following a similar path?
1: That's a tough question because I'm thinking about it in two ways. So the business advice is surround yourself with as many smart people as possible. That's something I really wish I had done in the beginning because... I think those people would have told me before I had to stumble through all these potholes of like, don't do this project and look out for this thing. I think there's a lot of people who can help you along that road before you even step into them. On the personal side, I would say, and it's never figured out, but try to start formulating your why of like, what is it that you really want in life? Why do you want to start this business? Because I think that I just know people where their goal is, I'm going to make all this money and I'm going to have a supermodel girlfriend, I'm going to have this super fast car, like, and that's the motivation. That's what they think the motivation is. And it's just not going to get you through those hard moments, you know, like, it's not enough to get you to those things. So to really figure out the why of, I want to make an impact for my children, or I want to make an impact on the community or whatever those things are, it helps you when it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And you're working on this politician's website that needs to be live at eight o'clock in the morning. And everyone else has gone to sleep and you're sitting in the dark working. Like that, that's what gets you through those kind of moments.
0: I guess over the next three to five years for your business and also just like you personally, like what, what are you most excited for? What I'm
1: most excited for personally is starting to understand money a little bit more. So now that we're starting to make it, I'm starting to need to figure out just what to do with it. So that's exciting personally. For the team, again, kind of in line with what I was just sharing, we're starting to get more into the things that make us a real company, so to speak. So what does a health insurance plan look like? What does an investing plan look like for the team members? If we want to ball out and send the team on certain excursions, like what does this thing look like? So I think those are the things that are really motivating me
0: for the next three to five years. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot to us. We want to hear from you as we keep going. Please reach out on whyequit.co with any feedback or if you have any guests that you think would be a good thing. Subscribe on whyequit.substack.com to get an update every Wednesday with the newest guests. Follow us on Spotify Apple Podcasts, or YouTube to get notified with the latest episodes. Also, a special thanks to Chris Dole for the music. Check out his newest album, Here's To You. Thank you, and we will be back next Wednesday.